Welcome to the Waterman Files. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. We are in this together.
think we've got it finally going here and we're all caught up. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman, of course, coming to you from deep inside the castle. Thank you for giving me a moment there to fix stuff. And it might not still be tweaked, but if you have a a problem, just let me know. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, here we go. New day, July the 6th. We're in our seventh month of occupation of 2017 behind, definitely behind enemy lines. Yes, we are a occupied nation, aren't we, for sure. And uh, allnews.network, Chip is going to be back in the saddle next week, so expect us to finally be simulcasting back out to the world, uh, as we will also be streaming on um, TalkShoe. You know, I don't know if we're going to have those kind of numbers, but if they got hungry for some stuff and they were used to listening to All News... Who knows? Maybe we'll be back up to that 1.4 million that, you know, took down all the servers. You know, who knows? But who cares? You're here. I'm glad you're here. We're going to be talking about news and the web bot, uh, actually the July Alta report. And, uh, man, things are moving. They are fast, moving fast, aren't they? You know, I get kind of Oh, boy, don't you get exhausted with this. It's not that it's hard. It's just grueling every day. You know, same. It's like, okay, they didn't get that gun bill passed, so they try another one. They try it again. They try it again. When do they stop? They don't have any plans on stopping. You know, if they've tried to pass like 20 gun bills and they haven't gotten them passed, You've got to ask, why are they introducing the bills? What are we doing? We're wasting government money. Hey, folks, it's not the will of the people. And you're supposed to be up there with issues that we brought you. Oh, yeah, maybe there's a handful. We all know what the agenda is, right? It's to take over and do more takeover with abusive policies at the point of a gun. That's what it's for, right? When's the last time, excuse me, when's the last time that, you know, that we needed to really have park rangers have weapons? Oh, give me a break. If you need a cop, call the sheriff, right? Let me, okay, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Veterans today. Here's what some of their news groups are. And, you know, I I don't go there, but many people send stuff to me, and it's going to be like, Veterans Today, Gordon Duff. Let me give you some of the titles of the news art. I I didn't read them because I know what's going on. But here's three. Veterans Today, current articles right now. The Seeds of Fascism. And then it goes on to say stuff like, Trump this, Trump that. Oh, he's a fascist, blah. Who's that written by? Senior editor, Jim Dean. 
Then it's another article. President Trump will lead us to a dark future by Kevin Barrett. Oh, gosh, he's that liberal. What? He's more than a liberal, folks. He's a socialist. Him and Bernie Sanders get along just fine. Another article. President Trump will invade and attack Mexico. They got rid of crazy guy. Okay, <laughs> and another fellow because they didn't like how they wrote. But oh, oh, this isn't anything crazy, uh, folks. You know who runs it is Gordon Dove, and why he lets this guy that published this one. By the way, he's got to have changed his name because his name is Johnny Punish. That wrote this one. Oh, like that's real likely, that he's going to attack Mexico if he becomes president. I don't even have time to read the titles, folks. Don't send me this stuff. Please. If it's Nasera or so, don't send it to me. I'm tired of it. Keep it to yourself. And all your code names like Gay Heart and all that, just keep it. Don't even, don't even bother. You're wasting your time. You know, Duff, I'm just going to talk to Duff. Gordon, and and you, Jim Dean, you, Karen Be- Kevin Be- uh, Barrett, and you, Mr. Punish. Oh, my goodness. You really picked a good one there. All of you are hammers. Did you know that? And so that means this. To fix anything, all you have to do is hit the nail because you're a hammer. You're a hammer. Everything's a nail, Right? You guys are just basically one-trick ponies. And here's how Gordon thinks. Well, since Republicans are bad, then Democrats are the answer. You guys are really not co-intel. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not. You're just simple-minded, blundering idiots that have been brainwashed by the Hegelian dialectic to think, gosh, if we don't like the neocons, which are, yeah, pro-Zionist, and they, yes, have done illegal stuff, then the answer has got to be democratic. Just quit bothering, okay? Because you must be talking to the Walmart shoppers or something, because... You're worthless as far as I'm concerned. You're a waste of time. You really are. You guys are just bone-headed stupid. Duff, I don't know why Rents even wastes his time to have you on a regular basis. And I'll tell you why, though. Because you're some amusing entertainment. And we all get a hoot out of your BS for a little while. I'll, 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 I might listen five minutes. That's about all I'd give it if I get caught with you on there. Because you're just a stupid, blundering hammer whose head's about as hard as that hammer. Bill Deagle believed he was, is, he believes he's Moses reincarnated. Um, let's see here. Uh, he's a Christian. Bill Deagle's a Christian, but he believes in reincarnation. Those two don't go. That's an oxymoron, by the way. 
And, of course, Duff thinks he's in MJ-12. Jeez. It's a waste of time. Let's get some news, real news. I, I've just had it, folks, with uh, blundering idiots. I just I don't have time for their nonsense anymore. You want to play your Hegelian dialectic stuff? You know, there might be some people out there. If they've got computers, if they're smart enough to have a computer, they might be listening to you. But to be taken serious, give me a break. The PGA, by the way, is not going to be playing at Donald Trump's golf course now. <laughs> this is business. What they're doing is they're attacking Trump as the business person, right? Guess what they're going to do? The PGA is moving in 2017 away from Trump's golf course, and they're moving it to Mexico. Hey, Johnny Punch, I don't think you know that's a good move, is it? Why don't you do an article about the PGA being played in 2017 in Mexico while Trump leads an invasion and attacks Mexico? Wouldn't that be just really, really responsible journalism, you piece of crap? Well, anyway, folks, in 2016, that's this year, related to, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a, kick today, so today wouldn't be the time to stub my toe, I think. <laughs> 2016 is terrible for benefits to people. And it's, you know, I'm a rugged, independent type, you know, person, you know, hey, if they take it away from me, okay, fine, I'll go do something productive. Just don't get in my way. Government makes it impossible to get anything done today. Just stay out of the way. Well, anyway, um, we have news, and this is from the government. Uh, as many as a million of the nation's poorest people will be cut off of SNAP. Now, that was formerly known as the food stamp program, and that's going to happen this year. This is what we were told in the, in the web bot. That's why I'm bringing it up. And that's due to many areas in the country now having a three-month limit on benefits for unemployed people between the ages of 18 and 49. Gosh, I forgot. People between 18 and 49, uh, you know, they're working hard, high-energy people. They don't need any food. Golly, no. You bunch of hypocrites. It says here the impact will be felt in 22 more states, and and, and that's... The time limit, of course, is 2016. Now, here's what's going on. Because this provision denies basic food assistance to people who want to work and for people who will do any kind of work, basically it's what's called a effectively a severe time limit rather than a work requirement to get it done. Folks, in 2016 then, there will then be 40 states that turn off their food stamps. This year, there are going to be gobs of people without food. Now, the loss of food is averaging about 150 to 170 dollars per month. 
It says here the USDA data is showing that individuals likely to be cut off by the three-month mark have an average income 17% below the poverty line. Well, it's because they're not working. So, you know, what's going to result? Have you seen those videos of that black lady going crazy in one of those stores because she couldn't buy anything? Her EBT card was blocked or something. Yeah, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? More news. This is coming from the Christian Times newspaper. It's on other sites, too. Um. The Roma- You know that Romanian hacker that got a hold of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails? Well, he eventually got extradited to the United States, and he was in jail <laughs> in <clears throat> uh, Virginia, probably somewhere around Langley. Oh, just as soon as they said that Hillary Clinton was not going to be prosecuted. Guess what happened? By the way, his name was Guccifer. Okay? His real name is Marcel Lahiel or Lahiel. And he was extradited to face charges. Well, you know, because America has jurisdiction all over the world. And he got in trouble for repeatedly hacking into Hillary Clinton's server, but he, of course, wasn't the only one. <clears throat> so the FBI got him to come here and Director Comey got him here. Well, guess what? Tuesday morning, he shows up dead in his locked jail cell. Ooh, somehow he managed to figure out how to get a rope in a foreign country where he can't hardly speak the language, navigate a U.S. penal institution, and say, hey, where do they keep the rope? And he hung himself. I I can't remember how many's on that Clinton or the uh, Clinton kill list. Mark one up. Um, Folks, this is the kind of vim and vigor we all should have because I can tell you there are days when I get exhausted and that's all I can do but to just to talk and communicate how bad it is. This is just another Clinton assassination. You're right. You're right. Okay, we're going to get into some other very interesting information here I've got to talk to you about. And uh kind of has to do with prepping because things are getting pretty uh, you know, pretty uh, bizarre, and uh, you need to kind of maybe think about some things. I'm just going to bring it to your, uh, you know, mental memory tablet. One of them is watches. It, it's going to be soon a problem. You need to be able to have a wrist watch on your arm at all times. Now, we went and got battery replacements, but that's not the best answer. It really isn't. A self-winding watch is the very best thing to get. Of course, you know the reason why. 
Now, you can get high-quality watches for under $100 that self-wind. Some of these have big, nice, big faces you can read real easy. And they self-wind. They might have a cloth, uh, a fiber uh, band, which is okay, because that's what the military uses too. And it's very rugged. You can get stuff like the Seiko or Seiko military for 125 or you can get something very similar for under $100. But it's what you want is the H53 movement. That's a real rugged movement, and it lets it go underwater, and it's waterproof real deep. Not that you're going to be swimming. It's just you want it to not – when it gets wet, you don't have to worry about it. Make sure that the face <clears throat> is not digital, of course. Get, your, get rid of the digital watches. All of them. Yeah, five bucks, but they're not going to be worth anything. Get your self-winder. Make the display large so you can read it. Why? Folks, tactically, we all need to, so to speak, in the ground crew, be synchronized. And when we get to doing things uh, in a tactical way, it's going to be the watch on your wrist that you're going to use to keep that time. You need to have time with you all of the time. And another thing, too, you can use the hands on a regular watch to determine direction. Did you know that? And we'll go into how you do that later. But that's a skill that you can learn and you can find your directions, north, south, east, and west, without a compass by using the dials, the, the, the minute and hour hands on the watch. Okay. In the meantime, you can find a, you know, the self-winding ones on Amazon or, or somewhere. But time is an absolute must to coordinate. And in order to, of course, coordinate, we have to have radios. We have the Ground Crew Custom Radio Project, and it's if you haven't gotten a radio yet, contact me. I will get you the info, phone numbers, and everything for you to get a, this special designed radio for our group. There have been a few people a little bit concerned that are licensed ham, so going, I'm not going to touch that. I don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to lose my retirement, blah, blah. Well, I understand. You know, just, you know, help and stay out of the way. A couple other things to keep in mind. If you haven't if you've got everything, uh I know that you might be thinking, "Oh, I've got I've even got a gas mask." Let me explain masks to you just real brief in your preps. You probably have something called an M40. It's probably a newer type of mask, not the old World War II ones, okay? But the new one's like an M53, but there is M50s, and they're available. Now, what is the difference, then, between an M50 and an M40? A lot, but not much. At the same time, it's very similar, but there's one major difference between an M40 and an M50. If you have an M40, you can see out of it real well, but an M40 requires what's called forced breathing. You have to push the air in out. You have to suck on it hard to get the air in. So you can, it actually can 
be kind of tiring to where you're sitting there going, <sighs> you know, real, you're having to, to work to get the air in and out. And guess what? You cannot sleep with it on it. You will suffocate. So if you want to keep this on because you're tired and sleepy, you you will suffocate in an M40. In fact, if you do, you need to have somebody right next to you. But bet you didn't know this, did you? You have to have somebody right next to you watching you, making sure you breathe when you're sleeping because it will suffocate you. What's the difference then between that one, which is the M40 and the M50? An M50 is not forced breathing. It's real easy. You just breathe normal. You can go to sleep with it and not have to worry about suffocating. Yes, they both have really nice views to look out of. Uh, the M50 has a even bigger full uh, glassed area. Uh, just make sure that if you're right-handed and you're using rifles and you're doing that kind of thing, that you put the the filter on the opposite side of your gun shoulder, and uh, it'll work. They all, they both have um, a um, place to put this tube, a water tube. But the most important thing is, is if you end up having to wear this around the clock, you're going to be sleeping in it. You can't do. You you just you could die with a M40. That's what I'm saying. So just kind of keep that in mind. This is something uh, that's important. Now, when gas happens, uh, it takes about nine seconds for it to come up high enough to um, kill a six-foot person. So you've got to learn how to put on a mask real fast. <laughs> so just kind of practice sliding it on, tightening it up. And uh, get getting it on real quick. Just kind of practice it. You don't have to pop the seal and have to go get you another breather. But, hey, um, I'm, I'm serious, though, about the M50s. How much are they? Eh, $150 plus, something like that. Okay. Folks, folks, but the most important thing about what we have now upon us is this, you know, this apocalyptic situation, really, coming up is that the most, most, most important thing is getting your head in the game. Get your head in the game. In other words, it's going to be hard enough going, man, is this really happening? Be ready to say, yep, it's happening, not, oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, my God, it's stand, you know, kind of standing still while the, you look at the headlights like a deer. Okay, kind of go through that phase, get past it, and get your head in the game because you've got to help other people. You've got to get their head in the game. So those of you in the ground crew, I'm talking to the choir, get ready and put your head in the game. One of the other things that you want to have and ready done, already done, is put your spiritual house in order. Know that you have chosen a destiny you can live with. And that will be very settling. You'll have that as a reassuring rock, let me tell you. If it gets down to it, when it comes down to brass tacks, folks, and you're having a gas mask, you're likely going to want a weapon. Get to know your weapon. 
get to know your weapon. If you don't like carrying one around outside or can't, carry it around inside when you're cooking, <laughs> when you're whatever, you know. And if you don't, well, I don't, I'm afraid it's going to be, well, start with it unloaded. Just get comfortable with it. Get used to the weight of it. Feel it. You know, it's kind of like guys that play ball. Uh, if you're a basketball player, you kind of hold the basketball and get used to it. If it's a football, get used to it. You know, if it's a baseball glove, you put it on, just sit there and pound a, a ball into it. You can't just walk over to it someday and pick it up. Because if you've got a gas mask that you have to put on, <laughs> it's more than likely going to be the exact time you need to have that weapon. And we talked yesterday about weapons, didn't we? Let's talk about if it did hit the fan and things are going to get nasty, but if they do, and it happens to be governmental-based, let me just give you how they run, okay? And so you'll have this in your little head, uh, ready to go in that little directory that you've got up there for, you know, the bad, the bad day. But we have a lot more between Thunderdome and right now that we're going to have to deal with. But this one that I'm talking about happens to be, you know, if they come. <clears throat> Let's put it this way. All of the law enforcement, all of the military in our country are known all over the world to be attackers of the night. If they're going to attack you at your house, especially if they think you're armed, they will attack you after 2 a.m. Because that's when you're going to be the sleepiest, least prepared. If they're going to attack you or come against you in the daytime, get this, they're not coming to your house. They'll be doing stuff like roadblocks for daytime. They'll be trying to catch you in your daily Efforts, working, shopping, going down the streets in the daytime, and they'll apprehend you there. Be aware of your environment and what's coming. Notice any changes. And, of course, if you can afford it, have your scanner and get used to it. Put in your locals. You start hearing funky stuff, <clears throat> start opening your eyes. Because that's what's coming. We will not be having door-to-door -door searches for guns. But we are going to have, by the way, some on July the uh, Friday, last Friday, um, gun laws were signed. The 1st of July. For our wonderful 4th of July celebration, gun laws, especially in California, six bills were signed by the Governor of California, you know, um, it's an establishment thing here. <laughs> Jerry Brown's back. You know, he was so pathetic that everybody hated him. But it took like a whole wait, another whole generation, a real long wait before he could actually get back in the saddle and not have, you know, some people have, didn't know him have voted for him this time. And and, and what are they doing? Um they are looking up gun records to find out who has 
weapons that have magazines because they are now illegal. And this is not the only state that's doing this. And that's why yesterday I talked about what I talked about. It's amazing. How bad how bad it's getting. And the reason, of course, folks, get your head in the game. This is not, oh, we're waiting for something to happen. Don't wait for something to happen because it already has happened. You know, when did they, Congress, quit asking what the people want? They give it lip service, and they have an agenda the minute before they ever go, well, that's why you elect people, because they tell you what their agenda is, and then you elect that person because of their agenda. Hell no, we don't. Do you think Hillary Clinton's agenda is what she spouts out of her mouth? Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fill in the blanks, you know, and she's just telling the people what they want to hear so she can supposedly get elected or make it look like she got elected. But she doesn't believe or even care about what she's telling, what she's going to do for the people. And everybody believes that what she's saying is what she's going to, but she's got an agenda that she's not even going to tell you about. I mean, she was involved in passing Obamacare, which really isn't Obamacare, it was Hillary Care, when she wasn't anything except the First Lady. She wasn't in an elected office. She wasn't in an appointed office. She wasn't hired in the... the she wasn't anything. And her deal, well, it finally got turned down. But it finally got passed, and then they... She didn't care if they labeled it Obama. They, she, you know, walks up to Obama and say, "Only the public doesn't know that it's really me." Well, yes, we do know it's you. Obama couldn't have done that. So, what are we at? Where are we at? We are at a, a point where we have very deeply been infiltrated, and we are behind enemy lines in America. And yes, we are on the downhill slope very rapidly now. And we aren't going to hit Thunderdome because Thunderdome will not be reached. Uh, the whole country will be at war before that. We'll be more like um, uh, a civil war with some technology involved. <clears throat> It'll be more like the 1860s when we had a civil war. Only this time there'll be technology added to it. You know, that's the only difference. And uh, the problem, though, back during the revolution was the bad guys had guns. The good guys had guns. Only the bad guys had more. Uh, the, the, the good guys had cannons, and the bad guys had pretty close to the same kind of cannons. Only the bad guys had more. It's not like that today. Today, they have helicopters. We don't have helicopters, so to speak. They've got M1 Abrams tanks. They have a tracker. They have, they have these new urban assault and highway vehicles that can go 50 miles an hour down the highways. They have a whole striker, series of striker vehicles for taking over America. Do we have striker vehicles? No. 
So why is there an attack on the guns? Because it's the leveling field. When the government fears us, we have some semblance of freedom. And I don't give a damn if the government's scared shitless about it. I hope they are. But they are, and they really do have fear. And that's where it needs to be, and that's where it needs to stay. They need to stay fearful. Because that's the only way that's keeping us from going into kind of a a very top-down, controlled, technology-based watch-and-dictate-everything dictatorship. So, where are we? Well, actually, this particular Alta report for July, we stopped in just the beginning of the markets category. And basically, some of the news that I brought to you today was because many of those kind of things were predicted. And I wanted you to hear the news. We were also told in these reports last time and this time that it's going to be hitting the fan this summer in the streets and people are going to, for example, have some of their retirement pensions raided and they're going to tell you how much. And if you have a really nice one, they're going to say, you don't need that much. And they're going to take it. There'll be people that have so secured they can't even live on. They took it. And what's going to happen, we already read, was they're going to take big trucks, drive down the street, at the Social Security Administration and run through the wall with their vehicle. That's what it said. So most likely we're seeing the beginning of the fuses being lit. This isn't really Thunderdome stuff, folks. This is called a revolution. So if you want to call a revolution Thunderdome, okay. But Thunderdome, to me, is the annihilation of anything called civilization whatsoever by something maybe like a nuclear war that wipes everything out and you're just barely making it if you can at all. That's not what's going to happen. We're going to have a war between satanic forces wanting to take over more and more, which they are doing, and the people. And they're scared of our guns. And that's why you need to get ready, because you've got papers. Well, they'll, you know, like we said yesterday, they, they will, you know, well, if they come and get them, well, they come and get them. It depends on where you live. If you live in a, in a, in a county where the sheriff's behind you, you've got a good chance of keeping them. If you don't, Katie, bar the door, you better have things that aren't on paper. <laughs> and you better hide them. See, people really don't know when they've they've really not thought this out. When are you going to use that gun? When are you going to use the gun? You're going to use the gun when you want to shoot somebody. Do you have the guts to do that? Do you know when to do it? Do you know if it's going to be needed? When it's going to be needed? No, probably not. Not very many of us know. We know who we'd like oftentimes to be at the other end of that barrel. But will that get you the result? eventually that you want. No, it's going to take a massive group of people. So here's what I'm trying to recommend about weapons. You are going to try and stay under the radar. We are going to have us ourselves our underground railroad. 
we are going to try and keep each other fed, safe, and together at least make sure that your head's on straight. The gun is there so that you can have a fighting retreat. So if you're trying to escape, you can at least keep them behind the trees and the rocks while you get out of dodge, so to speak. It's not to confront them up front because when you, if you were successful, you'd have the next wave. It would be bigger. If you could hit the helicopters and the drones out of the air from that one, it would just be the next bigger wave, right? So what we are, as people that are already here, and that this is our country, we use our terrain against them, our neighborhood against them, our ground crew community against them, and we become stealthy. And we act like we're cooperating. I think that the uh, hillbillies have got it, The you know, in Kentucky and, and Arkansas, too. There are some areas where they call them revenueers, and the revenueers just disappear and nobody talks. <laughs> they just disappear and nobody talks. They can't figure it out. So they know just, you know, and, and it was so successful with nobody being prosecuted that they just give up so kind of that's what we need to do is have them fear us and they give up it's going to be harder in some states than others just be aware that we're trying to make this all possible for you let's get started thanks for coming we're starting on uh, the markets a little bit into it where we left off we left off with a discussion about something that's going to be occurring called the 16 days in July. Short-term and immediate-term. This is immediate. There are three levels of predictabilities. A short-term or immediate, which is out to three weeks. Short-term, which is out to three months. And long-term is beyond that. Most all that we're talking about is immediate data the immediate predictabilities, and the immediate uh, predictions are the most reliable, 85%. 16 days in summer, 16 days in July, I mean, is referring to a very, very, very um, important economic uh, turn, or turn for the worst, I should say. It is the begin beginning of hyperinflation. So hyperinflation, which is the focus, and the focus of hyperinflation, of course, is on the Federal Reserve bankers. The ramifications are indicated to be most almost instantly felt globally in this month. This month we're in. Now, in the side effects of that whole mess. It's predicted here that the Italian banks are going to start dramatically crumbling, and we know that because as soon as Brexit happened, Italy had to start bailing out their banks. They're in trouble. They're about number six on or seven on the list as far as largest economies. It's uh, America, China. Japan, um, Germany, 
the UK, I think then it's France, and then it's Italy, something like that. They're large, one of the largest economies, and they're on the rocks. So we know that's coming. It says there's going to be some damage to the Vatican's power base. Now, there's going to be a scramble as this begins to get out of fiat money. And that means Federal Reserve notes. Everything that's going to be causing a trouble is going to be linked to something called the dying dollar, unquote, which is going to be a problem because of hyperinflation. And that's going to occur because of the failure in the confidence of it. And the Federal Reserve banksters are going to be increasing their responses okay, about the problems. And that's going to cause some increasing intensity to the economic crisis. It's also going to be a factor on people making, well, being more concerned because of the bizarre behavior and the bizarre response of the central bank people. And that's going to propel the problem. We already talked about the fact that automobile industries and car dealerships are going to actually, what says in the web bot, is going to be coagulating. They're going to stop. It says here, car dealerships in the USA will be converted to other uses. They will be shutting their doors and squatting families and gangs will take over these former dealerships. Food production, and they'll do it for like food production, for well warehouse space, is what these former car sales sites are going to be used for. And it's a pivot point at this point for the implosion of the dealership system. In other words, new cars are going to vanish. Now, it does say something very interesting in this report about our love affair as Americans with cars. As you already know, some of you baby boomers grew up in the 60s. Cars were like the answer to independence, right? That is unless you're an urbanite from New York, okay? <laughs> uh, but suburban life in the 60s was like the place to be, but you have to have a car. Guys, to get their independence, it was like the answer was a car. Our love affair with automobiles has a lot to do with how it's very emotional big connection, except for a very interesting group of people. They don't have a love affair with cars, and it's called the millennials. In fact, it says in the report they have a distaste for driving and car ownership. And I think that has a lot to do with their virtual mentality of life on the Internet, where they're, well, I got, I got the Internet. I don't have to have a car. They have no idea what real life is all about. They don't know that you, okay, oh, I got a girlfriend. She's on the Internet. I have second life. I have actually a whole life that's all virtual. The, you know, we left the real... You know what? Here's what's wrong with that kind of life. It's not very productive. You don't eat virtual carrots. It won't keep you alive. And, you know, to get to the store to buy the carrots, you have to be in a real car, not a virtual car. Well, I can order it online. Okay. In other words, folks, we have a whole group of people called millennials 
They don't see any need in automobiles at all. Now, a lot of it, it says in the report, is due to one thing, and that's because students have such heavy debt loads. They can't afford a car. Now, in the meantime, it says depression that settles over consumer goods is due no small part to the chaos that is going to rule the global financial system and all the currencies for the next 20 years, in fact. Now, there's data showing that for this price rise in silver, there's some very interesting behavior of silver and gold markets. But in silver, there's going to be days where there's great big gaps because they jump so large. And some of the gaps are being in silver being reported in this report as being $20 a jump in one, not in one day, but in one day during the day and just jumps from, say, 20 to 40. That's predicted. Anyway, the jumps in dollars are going to be really, really large. They're going to cause a lot of trouble. Uh, traders are just going to like faint and vomit, it says. <laughs> Apparently, these air gaps are going to be so large, and these jumps are going to be so huge. It says in the report that generational fortunes, and that means enough money not just for that person, but for their kids, are going to be made in just a mere few hours if you've got silver. The data for silver has something called 38 as being the only number between 18 and the all-time high. In other words, it's going to be growing so rapidly that one of the numbers in the reports that says it's going to be going to, which is 38 Federal Reserve notes for one ounce of silver, is the only number that shows up between the price of $18.88 and whatever the high, the new all-time high is going to be. In other words, it's just going to go jump, 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 and it'll be there. The markets, says, continue to grow Um and the information that we're talking about means that whenever we get these reports, let me explain this, whenever we get a report, when data begins to grow in a certain category, that is an indicator that we have a lot more stuff on the way. And one of those that is one of the categories that's growing is not a topic, it's based on immediacy data. So we have a less than three week time frame, we have less than a three month time frame and and then longer. The, the the activity and events and stuff that's going on in the immediate data within three weeks is growing very rapidly. So what does that mean? What that means is that we are on the cusp, or another way to say it is we've already arrived. Here's what's happening now. This is it. And unfortunately, we get a pretty good idea of exactly what's going on with a great amount of detail in the immediate data. So we have all kinds of information here that we're going to talk about in the markets as we continue to move through it. One of them is the insurance company 
insurance industry, excuse me. And what's going to happen is the insurance industry is going to be destroyed because of the instability of the financial system. The data says here it's suggesting that there's going to be a wave of bankruptcies. There's going to be a wave of defaults that are going to go through the industry. That's the insurance industry beginning this summer and continuing throughout the rest of this year and most of next. And there's going to be a, a various major insurance providers teetering and reeling and crashing from the economic burden of falling currencies and the fact that starting this summer there's going to be an escalation of claims for, you know, the insurance. And they're not prepared. They do not have the depth because America is about ready to go revolutionary. They always, you know, have stuff like in, in, in the times of war, we don't have to pay. In times of this, we don't have to pay. So they'll still go broke, though. Because before it's actually official, whatever it is, they have their little clause to relieve them of their liability. Uh, there will be legitimate liabilities that they should be covering, but there'll be so many of them they can't keep up. Because it's not going to be business as usual for insurance companies. So these wave of bankruptcies and defaults that are going through this summer and continuing into next year are going to actually cause you and I, if we have a claim, not to get paid. So the data is showing that also during this time, major banks, including the top 20 banks globally, are going to be rocked by failure over the rest of 2016. Let me kind of... The top 20 banks are going to collapse before the end of the year. That's what it's saying. The data is showing that's going to happen. Now, we already have it in the news because it's already such an immediate concern. Now, we have Deutsche Bank. We have HSBC. We, they're all in trouble. And not only that, the na there's nations in trouble. Incredible, isn't it? Anyway... While that's going on, the data is showing that cryptocurrencies will begin to be used as a default system. They're going to take this big jump forward, whether you like them or not. They're going to be used as various forms of central bank tricks. Fail. In other words, they're not going to be re used as a central bank trick. They're going to be used because central bank trickery fails to work on their paper fiat money. What's good about current what's good about cryptocurrencies, folks? Here's what they hate about it. The most important thing is that it's anonymous and cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are not central controlled. They don't have control. That scares them because that's the epitome of free market. The market drives that kind of currency. The need of it and the demand on that currency makes it important. Not, not somebody deciding behind the desk they want to take over the country. 
So the data is showing that as the fiat money systems dive, a path of least resistance in the currency world of trading and doing business automatically is going to lead to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And by the way, if you have, and I know, of course, many of you are on um, TalkShoe and uh, call in to TalkShoe and you're not even on the computer. And there are guests in uh, logged in. There are some that log in with their name. But on Unseen, we have in that chat room, we have more than one chat room, you know. And then when we have all news.network going, we have three. But in Unseen, the Unseen world, the, the group that started Unseen also has their own cryptocurrency. All you have to do is contact them, and they'll give you 10 safe coins. Ten, uh, excuse me, 10,000 safe coins. Sitting on my account right now is 10,000 safe coins. Now, I had a quarter of a million Scott coins, but they changed the system, and I wrote to them and said, you just stole a quarter million dollars in, in Scott coins from me. What happens is whenever it's central controlled and they're just getting started and they have these little engines, if they quit using those engines to trade with, you have to know who else has got coin in order to trade. What's happening is here's the two most important things, having access to coins and the technology to move them back and forth. The second thing is, to know who is dealing or buying and trading or using that currency, which could be Bitcoin, in business or in trade, in commerce. Whether they're buying or selling, will they use the coin? So you, the most important thing besides having Bitcoin is knowing other people who deal in it or use it as their currency. It's kind of like getting a list like they did in Ithaca, New York, for the Ithaca Hour for their community script, they started a directory to tell everybody, even including Aunt Maisie, who cooks pies, who took uh, Ithaca Hours, a community script, for whatever they did, including Aunt Maisie selling it for pie, or pies for it. So the most important thing is that since we already have a community and our cryptocurrency is connected to unseen accounts, and by the way, you just go to Safe Cash, and if you check out Unseen, you, uh, their website, it talks about it too. And you can sign up for free, ask for some currency, and they'll deposit in your account just to seed uh, getting started, just as to get it started. And I don't know, but I, I have communicated within the last two weeks with the man that started Unseen, and he's, of course, uh, getting set up some uh, banks in Panama so there can be even more international trade with um, out using Federal Reserve notes. More on the way. So in other words... You know, but the uh, the the webbot the author report is primarily saying Bitcoin is going to be like the currency everybody uses. You know, it's kind of like going to England now. You're not going to use your euro because it's not going to work. <laughs> there may be a few people take it. I mean, you could take anything you want for your. You know, if you put your little lawnmower for sale, if somebody wants to give you sugar, hey, you know, if you if they're willing to 
you know, deal with you and you're going to do sugar for a lawnmower, hey, fine. If you both agree, that's okay. Anyway, Bitcoin is being described as a Western invention, but the users, primary users of Bitcoin are going to be Chinese. It's kind of a long ways off, folks. So, you know, America is, is a big, big, big group of people using uh, Bitcoin. But cryptocurrencies are going to come into their own. It says here, the data references that South America and some parts of Africa are going to become very involved in using cryptocurrency. And those two areas are going to be cryptocurrency centers of trade. Well, the reason why is because it's got to do with earth changes. Kind of hard to understand, isn't it? Kind of gets convoluted, but here's what it says. It says the heat distribution system of Earth, the planet, is going to be entering a period of irregularity, which then creates new trade routes, which will be needed to navigate and South Africa becomes, again, a major trade way station because of its location. And so then the speed at which fiat currencies plummet force the trade route dealers that are in the shipping business to go into cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin primarily. And so South Africa becomes a cryptocurrency hub for that region. As a hub, they will more than likely be mostly involved in get Bitcoin, using Bitcoin. What other things are there going on? It says here food, health, shelter, well-being are firmly linked into the mass adoption of Bitcoin. So probably if you're going to have to learn one, just because unseen is convenient, go ahead and get it. It's free. Just, you know, log in, get your stuff, set on it. But probably the one that's really going to be working is Bitcoin. And you have to download a little app, and you're going to have a, a thing. Uh, it's called an electronic wallet to move coins in and out of it. Here's something else. The collapsing purchasing power of the fiat money system is mostly going to cause or, uh, catch humans unaware. And they're going to drop into fear. And that's why I was saying we as the ground crew need to get our heads in the game. We most of the time have. But when you really get down to how serious this is, it's a very sobering thought that we here in America are facing a time where you might have not have water, you might not have electricity, you might not have food, and there may be wars in our country, worse than we did during the Civil War. So we've got to get our head in this game to understand that we are already at war. In the past physical, meaning financial crises globally, there used to be physical limits or safety limits uh, that would include, you know, how much 
gold or silver might be available or bought. Now, in almost all the crises in the past, gold and silver were always part of the economic solution to those because, hey, wars are not vacuums where people are just shooting at each other because they want to go fight. It's usually economic-based. So, this gold and silver importance of during a, a, a wartime footing is going to be expanding into Bitcoin too. So, it's going to be augmented by Bitcoin coming, so to speak, to the rescue globally because they want to get away from controlled and contrived values on precious metals and the control that central entities have on fiat money. So here's kind of what it says in the report that kind of gives you some kind of idea. And here's what it's saying is, quote, Whew, I was able to get my money out of paper and into Bitcoin. It was a close call. And it, then it's usually followed by just before blank, blank, blank. You know, whatever they were talking about. In other words, people will be expressing the fact they were fortunate to get their money out, cashed in, and into something. Now, you could put it in gold and silver, too. But some of them are putting it into Bitcoin. Now, you know that it's really difficult to get money into Bitcoin in America because the central banks have made it almost impossible to do that. There's ways. They call them, um, what do they call them, traders? I can't remember. I don't know. It's uh, You go to them, then they go ahead and they take that, and then they take a fee, and then they put it in the, uh, the coin, their coin wallet, and then they transfer that coin, Bitcoin to your wallet and because uh, you can't, so to speak, buy it directly. So the psychology of uh, safety in Bitcoin is going to be very important for some people's ability to keep their head on. Now, for people that are programmers like Cliff I, it's attractive. He thinks it's cool. It's kind of like Gordon Duff. He's a hammer. Everything's a nail. Hit it. Well, not everybody's so trusting. But remember, the baby boomers are probably the ones that are not so trusting because they didn't grow up. They grew up on uh, muscle cars. They grew up with a love affair with automobiles. They grew up in the real world pressing the flesh. Going out on a date was parking in a car, not getting on the internet. <laughs> I, I, I should I should uh, qualify maybe sitting at the airport, parked in a car, watching the airplanes come in. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm getting in deeper. I better quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So where are we at? Um, EBT cards are going to collapse this year. We've got the news from the government about it, and they're going to be cutting off gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of people. We are going to have a financial crisis that causes hyperinflation, and food's going to go way, way, way up. So there's going to be shortages in all kinds of categories. Dealers are going to... I mean, folks, 
as you begin to see it, it's just in a collapse. Now, how much of a collapse are we going to have? The report says 77%. I think it was 77. I might be wrong. It might be 74. But I thought it said 77. I'm going on memory here because I'm getting ready to go to another topic. But that 77% of all business in America is going to stop. That means three-fourths of the things that you know about are not going to exist as far as business. Gee, my Christmas. It's an economic uh, battle. And, you know, um, business isn't just a voluntary thing. You're not out there spending money in businesses just for fun. Maybe, you know, you are one of the fortunate few to go out to eat. You know, the last <laughs> the last time Susan and I went out, it had been like 10 years that we'd taken any kind of break at all. So we decided to go out of town and go to a Scottish festival because we we uh, we met at a Scottish festival. So we decided to go one in the Ozarks, and we stay at a horrible hotel. It was horrible. Hey, guess what? We come to find out now, that's where we caught what we've got that's causing our skin to be a problem. Uh, they're going to be hearing from us. And I have a particular attorney that I'm already going to be using. This is, uh, I've had it. This is this is irresponsible Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we most of the time are engaging in commerce in our community because of necessities. Getting gas to go to work, getting food to feed us, putting on clothes, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Everything is basically around getting things to survive. And when three-fourths of those things that you use or get are gone, it's going to really be difficult. We've got us uh, some more guests in there. I see, um, geez, we got some P. Welcome, guys, Invisible. I'm glad you're uh, joining us today live. The, 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 the ground crew community is uh, getting pretty good size, and I'm really glad that we have a venue of privacy. Now, occasionally, about every two weeks or so, I hit the nuke the message button in the chat. In other words, if you haven't removed your particular message as the administrator, I usually add, kind of see a break in the action, thinking everybody's seen everything, and I will hit the nuke the messages, and the history's obliterated. There isn't anything left. It gets nuked. It's all encrypted, and it gets zapped so that anything that's been in there for a while is all gone. So we start all over. So not only is it encrypted when it's put in, it gets removed later when I show up and take it out. So that's just kind of a little extra ditty. And that was something that um, I wanted to make sure we had, and that we had control over our community. This is a community thing. I'm not trying to get popular. Yeah, there was when we were on All News Network, we get a you know four hundred thousand, we get eight hundred thousand, we get a million point four. That's great, but are they community? That's what's important. Okay, next category. 
And I'm going to this one because it's so bizarre. Then we're going to back up and go back to other categories that are pertinent. But this one is <laughs> its really bizarre. And uh, before I start, let me get a drink here. Hang on. Space goat farts. Yeah, space goat farts. <laughs> um, Long-term data says binding the northwest coast of Australia, or that part that's facing India, is going to have an emergence of something called a sound money system happen. Woohoo for Australia. Now, it's further described as having a global penetration, meaning whatever's going to be happening on the northwest coast of Australia, where it faces India, is going to be actually exploding into the world. And it has a kind of a, this system that they're going to be using has got this kind of Bitcoin-based international transfer component to it. It's going to be like Bitcoin, but not. So in this region, by the way, there's going to be something found that's going to impact them and is really going to help Australia. And that is a very, very large vein of silver will become exposed. They're going to attach their Bitcoin type of thing to it. But the view being presented in the data is that at some time in the early 20s, this kind of sound money breakout in that area goes global. In other words, it's going to kind of rumble around there for the next three years. And then it's going to explode globally. And then that's going to be attached to the Bitcoin, and that's going to be the international transfer mechanism. So they're going to be kind of accessing some precious metals along with the technology. You're somehow going to combine, see it being combined. That's what we see being combined at UPMA. Uh, there's some very, very good news on the horizon here. Real soon, we're going to be talking. And yes, I'm going to have a UPMA, United Precious Metals Group, that, you know, warehouses private. They're starting their own monetary system. I'll just tell you right now. And it's well underway. And you're going to love it. We're going to have them on again. Anyway, the other sound money economy that we're seeing arise in this really strange category is coming from Ireland and from Eastern Europe. Well, very interesting. It says here, the slope off of Ireland is going to involve some kind of undersea project that will help establish Ireland's financial future. So this coastal, uh, the coastal area of Ireland will be one of the regional money centers that will come up in the next 10 years. So go Ireland, right? <laughs> now governments, though it says here mostly U.S. deep state governmental entities will be employing some kind of really bizarre computer technology that has some kind of sensors in them that will be 
distributed over the planet or over the U.S. And this is going to be in an attempt to try to have sensors connected to computers that actually read the environment in a uh, real-time fashion, kind of giving uh, eyeballs to AI technology for the government to control us. Now, these are being described as sort of reaching into the ether and extracting the knowledge about the immediate local environment. Yeah. So instead of somebody sitting watching the cameras, it'll be the computer watching the camera. And the data is not clear as to whether this deep state is, see is seeking some kind of new technology in the process, but rather it's going to be there, but there is going to be one new element. There's going to be some wireless telepathy involved. I don't like the idea of that. You and I are going to be running around with some tin hats on, I'm for sure. Hey, you know, I would love to get some of those fab that fabric that has uh, frequency blocking on it. It's so expensive. What I thought about doing is this. Get you a sweatshirt, a regular sweatshirt without a hood that zips up maybe. And get that fabric since it's so expensive. Might be, you know, twenty bucks for enough to make a hood on your sweatshirt. And so you can have a sweatshirt that has this particular kind of fabric on it that blocks frequency. So you don't have to walk around looking like you got a tin hat on, you've got a sweaty you got a hoodie on that blocks it. And, uh, wasn't that a good idea? Okay, is there some industrious person out there want to start this? Let's get it going for the ground crew. Here, get your, you know, and you could even make it so that it, you just sew on buttons onto your uh, top of your sweatshirt, and you just button the hood on and move it from one sweatshirt to another. And it covers your head. And we, we could put logos on it that says, you know, little signs on it, you know, uh, you know, what did they do that screen print on there? It says, kiss my grits or something like that. <laughs> I think that'd be, I think that'd be a great, great little thing. Don't you? Okay. The data is not clear about this deep state and what their new technology is, but that uh, wireless technology is there. In spite of the developing global financial chaos, there will be, it says, a consistent and concentrated effort on the part of these involved governments to sniff out information on us. Yeah, of course. We knew they'd do that. Now, by the way, guess what? Guess what's popping up in the in the space code farts? None other than cross-links over to CERN and the LHC. And, you know, in our last one, we knew that uh, CERN was going to be involved in some kind of time warp accident that causes some people in a cafe to disappear. You know, when you stop, stop and think about this kind of stuff, now, talk about getting your head in the game. Then I, I think if you and I were, even though we're ground crew, you know, and we have our head in the game, we know, and we were kind of outside, and we were actually the ones to experience some people disappearing in a cafe. I, I, I don't know that anybody could actually be ready for that. 
But at least you could say, I know what did that. <laughs> well, at least maybe one of the options it could be CERN. It says here, in previous ALTA reports going back a long number of years are described food riots in the U.S. Guess where specifically? Well, it's Maryland area. These food riots, basically that region over, over in that little corridor, these food riots, though, have a side effect. <clears throat> There's going to be something happen in the Maryland area where people are trying to break in and get some food. So they're going to come in through, it says here, a back fence, and they're going to go into an underground facility because they think there's food there, and guess what it is? Oh, guess what? They just happened to go into a deep underground military base. Yeah, remember those things that we call? You know what you call them, right? These bunkers underground? And so they'll be walking quite a ways, it says, from some major urban areas in Maryland. And these are going to be rioters. But they won't just be finding and looting food. What they're going to come upon is a cache of secret government documents. And it's going to be related to the deep space alien program. That's, that's that black space program, secret space program. There's going to be details that actually get liberated, and the documents are going to be describing all kinds of experiments that have been conducted over an entire decade on, guess who? The children of military people. And guess when these experiments were happening? in the 1960s on military children, the children on military bases. Isn't that terrible? Now, the data from this leaked documents are going to indicate that these revealed secrets will result in finding out about epigenetic triggers. In other words, the things that are genetic that trigger things, and what was and what were activated among the baby boom generation. And so, you know, that might explain a lot of stuff. It says in the report, you know, hmm, that might explain a lot about baby boomers and how they behaved. Here it says the data is forecasting that a researcher, a researcher, will uncover the truth, the real truth about lightning this summer. Folks, Tesla... I had a, in an engineering company, there was a guy that kept going over and over and over. He had a Tesla lab, okay? And what Tesla knew about electricity was what's driven everything probably related to, you know, this secret space program technology. Provided huge boost to the programs. But... This researcher is going to make public what he finds out about his knowledge of lightning. As a result, there's going to be a huge boost to new base sciences, especially electrical. So it's going to spark off some new electrical technology over this next year in 2017. 
And then that, in turn, is going to lead to very cheap, very effective forms of lightning protection. Now, that might not seem like much. But did you know that it, I think it's every, what is it, every second, I don't know, every second, every minute, or a thousand hits on the planet. So lightning's constantly hitting the planet all the time. But it also is going to help with the introduction of anti-electrocution devices. And it really is going to explain to this uh, person and others how lightning really works, <clears throat> which leads to some science breakthroughs, which then result in what we know as, in, in science fiction, as force field technology. Shields up, shields up. It's going to happen. That, in turn, is going to lead to all kinds of other breakthroughs in energy for us. That's going to be good, isn't it? Wow. That's going to be really good. So in the future, we do have some, you know, kudos to give to, kudos to give to rioters going into Maryland. Hey, give them a break, you know. If you happen to be in that area and you... These guys are going uh, under a fence, and they're going to go into something in a military. But, hey, help, help them out, will you? <laughs> they need your help. You need to lift the fence and help them get there because there's going to be more than food coming out of that thing. It's going to be very, very interesting according to the, the publication here. I'm, okay, I, that was about all we've got in the, in the uh, um, space goat fart category. We're going to go to China, China being the second most powerful economy on the planet. So we're going to talk about them in the next uh, few minutes here. Then we're going to take a break, go into more, but we're going to take a break after this. It says here Bitcoin is going to be very deeply involved with China. Through July and the rest of the summer, China is going to really go frenzy, freak, crazy over Bitcoin. And there's going to be, it says, three very large waves of Chinese people purchasing and getting into Bitcoin over the next 18 months. Now, we're not talking about a few thousand. We're talking about millions and millions of Chinese are going to get into Bitcoin. It says here that part of the drive to purchase Bitcoin is coming from currency exchanges and the problem with the ongoing devaluation process of even their fiat currencies. And that's going to accelerate. That's going to cause Bitcoin purchases to get even bigger. Says there's a new cadre of trained investigators from China that are being schooled in international for international duties, where they're going to step up to the plate and go into other countries to try and get back Chinese capital. They're going to be capital cops coming to other countries, saying, "Hey, the Chinese people that came in here with three trillion dollars, where's it at?" So China is going to run straight into the unrestrained activities of something when they do this. And who are they going to run into is none other than their own, the, their, the activities of the Chinese criminal tongs 
and criminal gangs and mobs or mafia, the Chinese mafia, guess what? The capital cops of China run into the Chinese mafia out of the country. They don't run into other foreigners. They run into the Chinese mob, and uh, things begin to erupt. Says new flash news flashes will be erupting as Chinese criminals versus Chinese police fights break out in foreign jurisdictions all over the country. So we're going to be seeing like modern days of uh, uh, what was that guy that went after uh, Al Capone and all those. But anyway, they're going to be Chinese doing it on their own people. The growth of Chinese commercial trading activities, by the way, is just about. I mean, really, the commercial trading is just about ready to overtake and overwhelm the West. And it's going to be much the same way that happens, that Bitcoin is, by the way, Bitcoin is now, today, mostly dominated by the Chinese. Now, and and for you that don't know, when I, you know, I used to have, uh, I used to be a participant in Skype a long time ago. When I first got on it, there was like, I don't know, 5,000, then it went to 50,000. And we, we saw it grow and grow and grow. And finally, if you don't know this, do you know who the largest users of Skype is? I'm talking Skype, not Bitcoin. It's Muslims. It's Middle East Muslims. That's why they wanted to do so much eavesdropping, apparently. But anyway, the Chinese authorities will be concentrating on converting to consumer goods as their economic base. That's like America used to be when we were like the economic powerhouse. So Chinese are going to consume a lot of stuff. They're going to consume lots of anti-pollution devices for people at the people level. These devices are going to be bought in great numbers, it says. They're going to also undertake some pretty giant privately financed mining operations in in an attempt to clean up the air, because it is pretty polluted. There's going to be a push... Excuse me, let me clear my throat. There's going to be a push for employment by the central authorities, because they, even though they have a lot of slave labor, uh, they want everybody working. (laughs) Maybe they can live on what they're working, but most of them can. Social unrest, falling wages, and economic downturn is coming to China near you. It's going to be contributing, of course, to the riots, and there's going to be lots of regional problems. Commodities and the distribution of their commodities are going to be impacted uh, and hurt. China is uh, really going to be setting out to be building some new island chains. And as you and I talk right now, there is a a big warning that China has put out. You can see it on RT. I'll give you the link. China is about ready to declare war on America. It says here, the headline in RT's article is, Price to pay for the U.S. Beijing is ready to confront Washington if it interferes or intervenes in the South China Sea debut. And they're saying they don't care how serious it gets. They don't care how far they want to go. They're ready, even if it's to the max. China is actually building out in the oceans land they call theirs. 
They're not conquering lands, they're building lands. And so that's island chain stuff that's going on. May have some other connections, maybe to some underwater mining stuff, and that's international waters. But you have to remember, Chinese do not recognize international maritime law or the rights of anybody to be on those waters. They say, if it's ours, it's ours, period, end of story. We'll go to war. Come on, let's fight. And so in the meantime, the Chinese, it says here, are going to be increasing their focus and determination on money, on economic movements over the next few months, especially in the month of August. They're going to really try and focus. So from the Chinese's perspective, what's going on in the U.S. population over August is really something called an entertainment boom as well as a kick in the butt to moving for self-preservation, it says. This is what they think. In other words, showing a portrayal in the Chinese news machine that Western powers are clueless, and their clueless behavior of the Western powers will actually be explaining many of the pending policies and actions that the Chinese are going to do as they move into embracing Bitcoin, and they say that the data, and that's the embracing of the Bitcoin, is going to go to a huge new level. And it's going to really affect society for them. Chinese uh, authorities really um, are hoping to uh, curb unrest by, doing, uh, by exporting Chinese Young males abroad for labor. In other words, they're going to take their cannon fodder as slaves and send it as a commodity to um, other other people. And uh, we're going to come back here in a second, but I'm going to take a little a break, rest throat, and you guys can uh, continue to uh, uh, listen to some of this funky music that I've put together. And uh, we're taking our break, yeah, you know, about a half hour later than we usually do, but don't go away. Got some more WebBot stuff to uh, to talk about. And I'm, I'm really glad you're here. We'll be right back.
Dr. John Waterman coming to you, of course, from deep inside the castle. We're glad you're here, and we're glad that uh, you've been able to join us. Can you hear me okay? I'm not seeing any bars. Let's see here. Hang on. I'm not seeing any bars on the on the thing, but I think you can hear me. We have a question in the chat room, one of them anyway, about, uh, hey, is there any books to help us understand The Psychology of the Chinese Race. Yes, there is. There is a very venerated 
a book. In fact, my son got it for me a long time ago. But you can find it almost at any bookstore. <laughs> and you can usually find it on a super-duper sale because they're all often these coffee table ones. And what book is that? If you want to get into how to navigate the Chinese mindset that, in fact, is still how they operate, go get you the book called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And you'll probably, if you could, like, digest that and know it, you would probably be, like, expert in being able to figure out how they think. Their, their, their thinking is very circular. They think in concepts. Uh, they read conceptually. Their language is conceptual, in Mandarin anyway. And uh, uh, they think in a whole different mindset. Now remember, in ancient worlds, they were here before the Adamic race. They were likely here when the angels that were, before they fell, before they fell, I'm saying before they fell, the Chinese race might have been here. Uh, it was just one of those races that was here when the Adamic race was made. Um, yeah, so the father had to actually carve out a spot on the planet and he said, hey, we're going to not give, we're, you're not going to the east because that's where the Chinese, you're not going, you know, such and such because that's where the black people are. I'm going to give you the land where the squatters were, and that was the fallen angels. So he says, you're going to go to Palestine, and you're going to take the land back because there are fallen angels there, and if they don't want to, I don't want to kill them, I don't want you to have to fight them or anything. And I want them to treat you good, but if they don't, I'll annihilate them. Go there, basically, and tell them I had you come, and that's where you're going to be, because that's your land now, because they're squatters. They are fallen angels that weren't supposed to come back, and they came back, and that's not their land, so it's yours now. That's what that was all about. Well, <clears throat> I did do a lot of stuff about you know, I used to do a lot of podcasting. We talked quite a bit about, you know, fallen angels, and not too long ago. Uh, in fact, well, was it yesterday? Might have been yesterday. I posted up an article about the free will, fallen angels, and so forth. Was that in? Did I put that on the website, or did I put it in the chat room? I can't remember. But it had a lot of this stuff, and and it was just basically a conversation. It was conversationally based. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay, let's see. Where are we going? We've got to get back to it here. We've got a lot, st a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about the Caribbean category. This is very rare it's in the, that it's ever in these altar reports. But there's a shipwreck that's going to be found. In that shipwreck is going to be some ancient mummies. Have you ever wondered why the establishment, that being the Smithsonian, which is run and controlled by the Jewish agenda, and that whole Kazarian thing, why they don't like us finding out anything historically, truth-wise? You know why? Because it leads to the story of who they are. And they don't want us to know who they are. They know who they are. And they know who we are. But they don't want us to know who we are. But we, the remnant, we, the ground crew, we know who we are. We know who they are. So, voila! 
It, yes, you're right. It exposes the Kazarian race. You're right. That's why they don't want anybody to have, you know, this knowledge. And so in this Caribbean area, there's going to be some gut-gripping effect on the elite when the discovery happens of these mummies. The data is saying there's going to be an ad a dangerous addiction to the knowledge of these mummies existing which is some kind of painful curiosity, meaning not to us, but to them. Why? You know, they keep saying, well, there's, uh, what, the missing link. There was no link. There was a first creation that had all those Cro-Magnum knuckle-draggers, by the way, which included offspring of the fallen angels. And then, voila, on the scene arrives Adam. There's no connection. They don't want us to question, well, we're saying there's a missing link. Well, I don't care what you think. You're writing the book to deceive us and know there is no link. Anyway, it says here there's going to be some desperate behavior to know. There's even going to be some large yachts in the area, and there's going to be new power centers arriving in the Caribbean following the discovery of this mummy wreck okay let's you know it let's just pretend like this is what it's what it's like it's not your regular mummy what if the mummy was 30 foot long hey what kid doesn't want to know about a giant right anyway they're going to be trying to quiet it they're going to try to take control of this entire region of the Caribbean. They're going to try and displace cruise ships. They're going to close tourist spots just to try and keep whatever this mummy discovery wreck is away from us knowing the truth. Now, these mummies themselves, it says in the report, are going to be the focus and an apparent very very important interest to the elite. Probably their daddy. Or maybe it's their, you know... The Bible says there would be a war between the children and offspring of Lucifer, the fallen angels, and the woman, the woman being Eve. Wow. But we don't get told that, do we? We don't even get that story in the Bible. It's right there in the Bible. We don't get it in our little Sunday school class. These mummies, it says, are not human. There's your clue. There's your clue. Half-fallen angel. Half-fallen angel. Those are called Nephilim. The Bible said that when they fell and they disobeyed, there was two things that were going to happen to him. They were going to die like a man. And the trip was one way. If you come here and go, oh, crap, I don't think I want to be here. Too bad, too late. You can't go back. And it says here uh, in the report that, or it's mummies from a very, very far distant past, not a distant place, but past, as before, quote, uh, in here it says, as in before the previous Ice Age. Hello, Nephilim! 
the whole reason they're going to hide this, the very purpose of them putting down, you know, kind of a dragnet over the area and locking that son of a bitch area. I mean, they're going to act scared as crap. Uh, I, I bet you 10 bucks you could do a DNA study and it would lead right back to them. The Kazarian DNA would lead right back to these mummies. Oh, my gosh. We can't have that. Hello, Mr. Google. Hey, we know who your daddy is. You piece of crap. Actually, Mr. Page, you're one of the filthiest human beings in the world. Just let you know you're on record as a slob. Okay, just we'd let you, you know, know that we haven't forgotten. Anyway, it says here, the mummies are not human. They are from some very, very distant past. It says here, contradictions in the elite, you know, PR statements they make of this old shipwreck are going to occur. And they're going to be saying stuff like, move along, move along, there's nothing to see here. And the incredible and frightening uh, uh, response by locals of what's going on and there's going to be a whole bunch of money and resources spent on this whole thing. It says your resources are going to include at least one or more or less permanent power ship, ship, S-H-I-P, as in Peter, that will just sit there. That's going to just generate electricity for months and months while they investigate this. And the locals will start to complain because of the constant noise and air pollution that the generators on this ship are producing. The sounds will be 24-7. It's going to just drive them crazy from this power ship. Now, we're not talking about political power. We're talking about electrical power generating ship, which is going to be there. <clears throat> In fact, guess what they're going to do? When they start complaining... They're going to move them and relocate them for their dis for their trouble. So what in the hell is up? It says here hundreds of people in flotation rings will drift in currents to sensitive waters and claim distressed mariner privileges. I don't know if that's some other event or not, but what we're seeing is it's it's very similar to all of the stories that you get where they were covering up what the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition was really about. Those interviews are abs of, of those fellows. I've interviewed the guy that wrote that book about the Lewis and Clark expedition, Xavier Exant or something like that. And uh, it's just amazing that they were told, wait, well, watch out for this, watch out for this, and they thought they were dead, and that they were actually running into former civilizations that were not human. They didn't want that to be known. The Sismonian Institute actually exists to cover up, not reveal science, but to cover it. So this will probably be very, very uh, heavy involvement from the Smithsonian. It's close enough you know, of course, being in the Caribbean, they'll probably be all over it. And, you know, if uh, Trump was involved, we could get his big yacht out and, and we could just bulldoze our way through it. 
go down there and say, you're not in charge. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised that because they have such control over our military that they'd say, go away. Go away. Okay, that's the uh, big show going on down in the Caribbean. I'm going to uh, pop over here to the European population because it's so important with Brexit and everything. And it says here, there's going to be new leaders in the core people's movement. Now, who in the world are the core people? Core people are the indigenous Anglo-Saxon and Celtic kindred tribes of Western Europe. The Germans, the Vikings, the Swedes, the the English, the Scots, uh, you know, all those. That's the core people. So there's going to be a new leader over that group. They're going to be stepping forward over the next 12 months, it says, and the data is showing that there's going to be some growing street violence. And there's going to be a street violence hero. And the data is suggesting that that hero will be at the center of the core people's movement. What it means is there's going to be people saying, hey, you know, we're white people. We're Anglo-Saxons. We live on this planet, too, you know. So he's going to, he's going to uh, be promoting and supporting, you know, leave us alone, too. Well, anyway, it's going to be backed up and supported by a very astute political genius from the far north. Who's in the north? Can you say Putin? <laughs> We are getting hints that this astute political advisor forecast to create a center has some sublimated letter in his name. Do you know what a sublimated letter in somebody's name is? If you know that, let me know, because I can't think of an example. Anyway, he's going to have a sublimated letter in his name. So the center within the core people movement is going to be that overturns local politics over much of Eastern Europe, too. Now, it's going to happen in some exceptionally fast periods of time. There's repeated references to the speed of the political transformation of Eastern Europe. And it's going to be literally recreated, folks. Eastern Europe is going under a transition, and it's going to be recreated in the next few months completely. Eastern Europe. Well, we know why now, right? Brexit started it. Hooray for Brexit. It says here, the tumult within the political structure of the EU is going to roll downhill. Unfortunately, it says for officials... The data shows that the population does not follow the officials' dictates. And that by August, the data is forecasting that there'll be a new mean de jour to be the new active breakup of, hey, yay, NATO's going to break up. Maybe we'll get out of that war. Anyway, NATO is supposed to break down, break apart, which is providing support you know, for the U.S. military, which then causes a problem for our military. And this is unfortunate because apparently we're going to be in the middle of so much economic chaos in August that we can't even pay to get our troops home. So a shift will be occurring in Europe. In the German-Austrian world, it's going to be an attempt uh, to enfortress the EU core 
Okay. Now, however, the data is saying, and it is quite clear, it says that their efforts have no chance to succeed as failure is assured due to rapidly unfolding global conditions, which include the assault on the the, uh, debt-based system, the debt repudiation, debt destruction, and deflation, et cetera, et cetera indicating that there will be some turmoil in the old town tonight. says the German people are going to wrestle with their failing euro currency. Collapsing social cohesion will continue. Being described much like the former Eastern European communist republics and how they fell apart. Well, anyway, they're going to try and make some dictatorial things like they did in communist East Europe but it ain't going to work. And so the data forecasts that the global credit freeze from basically main, mainly Western countries is going to cause trouble. It says the Italian banks are going to have trouble. The Vatican's going to have trouble. And they're going to find, it says here, suddenly find that they are wrestling with debts that were hidden in paper trails and they are not going to win. It says there's going to be some lost documents that turn out to be very large embarrassments for officialdom in that area. Then it says carelessness is going to be involved in leaking some information. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, this core people's movement in Europe is going to be dominating the politics of Europe for a long time. Says there's some hinting that there will be NATO documents lost. So the NATO collapse will be involved in the collapse of the European, the the Euro. We have a lot yet to cover. We have one more small a bit of uh, of Webbot or a July Alta report, and then we'll be on the heels of of another report that comes from one of our uh, ground crew members that sends me. Uh, a very, very lengthy, several fifty, about fifty pages of uh, of economic news and information. Very, very good. And uh, we have a lot of projects out there. We have the emergency phone tree. Get your name on the list. Call, find out what it's all about. Contact uh, Marty. Contact Castle and Unseen, and ask, hey, what's that uh, emergency phone tree thing all about? We've got some documents that are being changed and adopted. ECB's involved very deeply, uh, and Ken from Texas will be helping. I've got to get back into that. We've got Bibles that I've got to follow up uh, on. I called and left a message to have them call me. What are we going to use Bibles for? It's going to be our code books, folks. And then uh, we've got our radio project well underway. Uh, you now have uh, a a clue about the fact that our Second Amendment is going to be under major attack before the end of the month. Get your weapons. Get ready. Get Bitcoin. Got lots to do. Lots of lots and lots of things to do, folks. <laughs> but it's been my pleasure to be with you. It's been my pleasure to help and to make the information available for you. You know, you too have access to it. Tomorrow, same time. In the meantime... Folks, we are just, we are the few, but we are a mighty few. Bye-bye.
He's the man, the man with the Midas touch, a spider's touch, such a cold finger, beckons you to enter his web of sin, but don't go in. But his lies can't disguise what you fear For a golden girl knows when he's kissed her It's the kiss of death from Mr. Goldfinger Pretty girl, beware of this heart of gold This heart is But his lies can't disguise what you fear For a golden girl knows when he's kissed her It's the kiss of death from his gold finger mm, Pretty girl, beware of this heart of gold This heart is Yeah. 